The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. This is for you, this is for you and me, and who we see when we see each other. This is for all, this is for all the time you tried to find your sister or your brother. And you're not crazy anymore, you've been waiting at the door. And it's time to open. Oh my goodness. Hey, I am up and I am open and I am ready to have this conversation with you all. You're listening to Waking Up in America Dynamic Radio Dialogues Today in America, uh, brought to you by Key Media, Bragg.com, Happily200.com, The Coning Company.com, DrValve.com and randyshannon.coms. We're a lot of .coms, and we're, we're <laughs> here on your side, and we're working for you as there's questionable issues about what's happening elsewhere. Now, Bob Sercosta of the Home Shopping Network says we're doing radio that is changing the world. And you know what? Chunk by chunk and bit by bit and word by word and hug by hug, that's exactly what's going on here, and also by exposure. Now, if you hear a telephone ringing or a dog parking or Randy moving, because she moves from time to time, <laughs> houses, people, sometimes she's even very active. We've got Paul over here. He moves around and gets a lot of stuff done, too. We're in an action-oriented world, and that action isn't just driven by something that we want to uh, churn by or get done. It's driven by the things that we want to accomplish, and we want to accomplish a world in which you can go out and you can have a meal at a restaurant or a fast food place, and you'll know that you've been taken care of. That you can go out into the world, you can buy a product, and you know that there's good intention behind that product. Uh, we have so many layers of um, evil in the world that are being peeled back right now that it looked to me like a good idea, especially after I saw some of Ron Hayes' emails. He's our research director that he forwarded to me, and one of them he targeted uh, was McDonald's, and we'll talk about that later. Right now, I just want to mention that Jesus, when he spoke in Aramaic in the Lord's Prayer, it was actually a request to go out into the world and get that which is yours, okay? Meaning a, a good life, meaning uh, reward for your work, meaning um, anything of that nature that you would be able to be free to go out and get something without worrying about somebody stealing something from you, somebody poisoning you, Something doing something of that nature, all in the guise. 
oh my God, he wants me to talk louder, and I've always been accused of not talking loud enough, <laughs> or the reverse. Here's what's going on, folks. We're getting slugged from every level, and we have been for a long time. We've been getting slugged in food. We've been getting slugged in wages. <clears throat> we've been getting slugged in education. Uh, one of the web pages out here actually has a picture of two little kids uh, playing in a stream. Uh, I think it's the Nessera website. And those two little kids playing in the stream, and then and that's kids like 50 years ago. And then we have kids today, two, two really attractive young kids walking down the street um, with their heads in their cell phones. And underneath it, it says, I'm glad I got to grow up in that other place, okay? So we want to return ourselves to the goodness of quotes, that other place. And that other place is where you can go off a tree and you can pick an orange and you can eat that orange and it's not covered with insecticide or it's not a GMO. I don't know if they're doing GMO oranges yet. They probably have tried that if they're not. It's like every place you turn, your food's been adulterated. And today we're going to be looking at some of those companies. So we have a right to say no to this and uh, not only say no to it, to just plain boycott it. But some of the companies that are really corrupt are actually our, quote, favorite companies. Uh, Randy, did you want to jump in here, Paul, or say anything about this before we go after the lead company that we're going to go after? I think Paul should jump in because he was talking about that this morning. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah. Go for it, Paul. Well, certainly one of the companies that comes to mind immediately is Nabisco. Another one that comes to mind is Cadbury's, the British company that makes chocolate. Uh, that uh, and brings a third one to mind, uh, uh, which is the company that makes ketchup, which I think it, Campbell's uh, may be the big, uh, the big maker. Is well, I thought I know Heinz ketchup, but I don't know Campbell's ketchup. The culprit in all of these that is a common ingredient is a huge culprit despite the fact that it's 45% glucose and 55% fructose it's called high fructose corn syrup and I was shocked last week when I realized that high fructose corn syrup is one of the ingredients in my ketchup which I don't eat very often it's not good for you Tell us why it's not good for us, Paul. Because it fools the body into thinking that it has a sugar that it can use and convert into energy. Uh, the fact is it's very, very difficult to convert the high fructose corn syrup into regular sugar energy that you would get by simply chewing on a sugar beet or going into the sugarcane fields and grabbing a piece of sugarcane because it's chemically treated and the conversion process affects the molecular structure of the fructose so that our body can't use it very well and it's very difficult for us to actually digest the fructose so it gets wasted. Okay, so I, <clears throat> I appreciate you bringing that forward. You know, Randy, what I was thinking about, and Paul, what I was thinking about too is just I actually put titles on the shows, even though I don't always tell you what the titles are. And the title of this show is McDonald's. Hmm. Mm. 
I don't know. I'm actually, I do think I know. I th- uh, I was talking before the show about how I did a test for a piece of meat back in the 1970s, and I'm not. I wasn't a McDonald's hamburger. Since then, we'll talk about what's been found in McDonald's hamburgers. Uh, but I did a test on a piece of meat, and I put it on the windowsill to see how mm. long it would take for the piece of meat to start to turn from the pinkish color that it was because I was suspecting that something was going on in the markets because I, I noticed that they had those lights shining on the meat and um, they actually made the meat look pink. So I thought, okay, so me, I always love to test stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you, 30 days later, that meat was still just looking exactly like it looked when I put it on the windowsill and we're talking like 1978 or something. So I called the Horrible. county health department and I, I filed a complaint with county health. I said, my meat should not be good for 30 days on a windowsill, what's it doing to me? Well, I didn't get a straight answer, but I went on to other things. Then our research director pops this over um, this this morning, actually, uh, <laughs> a conversation of evidence on, on um, McDonald's. Now, I actually already tweeted this. So if you follow me at ValKirkGuard1, you can actually go over and see that disgusting symptom that disgusting video on what's in McDonald's food. And we're not talking about just the meat. Uh, they, on that particular survey that they're showing on the video, they actually put different jars um, with, with lids on them on a table, and they put in, one, put in, they put in uh, McDonald's french fries, and then they put in s- some real french fries, and then they put in McDonald's, um, I think it was a Big Mac, and then they put in somebody other's hamburger, and then they capped them. And you can watch the other non-McDonald's products aging appropriately, like turning moldy and all this stuff. At the end of, I think it was three weeks, the McDonald's um, french fries and the McDonald's hamburgers looked like you had just got them, except the lettuce was, you know, cruddy. That's mm. horrifying to me. Yeah. What is it that keeps that stuff going for 30 days, and what's it doing to our bodies? And then you look at the ingredients, and like, oh, my God. They put stuff in the salad dressing with a chicken salad that actually has something to do with, uh, what is it, um, um, antifreeze, because it draws Horrible. the moisture out and stuff like that. And then I had, before I had heard it, but I thought it was too terrible, uh, they said that they found pieces of human bone. This was not in the same thing here. And it's just like... It, you know, it, you compare that, Val, to some of these other countries, like, for example, my 21-year-old dates a girl that's half Cuban, half Guatemalan, and she is the sweetest person. And her grandmother flies in every once in a while from Guatemala, and literally when she touches the dirt in the yard, she'll grab it by her hand, and she says, our soil is so toxic. And she says, our food is horrible. And she's 100 years old, and her father is still alive. He's 100 and about 25 years of age, living right. in the mountains of Guatemala. They grow everything. They eat nothing out of a box. They use no pesticides. Everything is 100% from the earth and natural. And they save all their seeds, of course. Well, of course. And you can't even, you, you, you can't even use seeds the, say, next year because they've contaminated the seeds so they'll only grow once. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that those things change over here because do we really need to be so uh, advanced in the future when it's actually killing us? 
But it I don't want that. But it isn't the seeds that are killing us. Okay. The thing is, McDonald's is intentionally using products that are not meant for humans. And they're using them to preserve the food. They're using them for all kinds of stuff. And as far as I'm concerned, somebody should, uh, we should create a class action suit and put McDonald's out of business. Okay? I'm, so, I'm with you. And as I started to look at this thing, and uh, Paul, can something like that, be, can we do that? The issue is not just McDonald's. Well, if, well, let's pick McDonald's right now. Could we create a class action suit and take those puppies out of out of the workplace? Because they know what they're doing. You cannot put antifreeze in, in people's food and not know you're doing it. You can't put in little beetles, uh, the red dye that they use in, in so many things to make it look like it's juice or something like that. It's actually soaked beetles. Well, you know, the colorings used uh, in... Uh all our food are severe poisoning culprits. Uh, the problem at McDonald's is not necessarily just what they put uh, in the meat to preserve it and give it, you know, a, a pretty color. Uh, that uh, red color additive is used throughout the meat industry to make it look uh, more flavorful when you go to the supermarket. That's a big problem, but the problem at McDonald's is that uh, McDonald's uh, is a franchise, and the franchisees, of course, are supplied by McDonald's, but there are at least a dozen different sources uh, of uh, meat that McDonald's goes to uh, for uh, their franchisees, and not uh, each one of those sources is created equal. There are actually sources uh, that buy Chinese meat for uh, yeah, that's the McDonald's. Stuff. Okay, now that is a no-no. Finding out, you know, the the meat trail that leads to that particular McDonald's is very, very difficult. It's a complex, serpentine, intricate process, and uh, the trail is um, not easy to track. But some of the oh, meat really comes meat. from China. It isn't just well, the meat. The, the buns were still looking exactly the same in 30 days. There's something in the buns, for God's sake. There is, I, I do not see a product in there that's not contaminated. I think these people should be shut down today. How would we go about doing that? Where well, there, we is a, there, there is a healthy ingredient that gives it a red color. And it's very, very good for you, and it comes from my native country, and that's paprika. Uh, paprika is pretty pervasive uh, in the coloring uh, of, uh, of meat, but fortunately, it's good for you. I don't know how much paprika goes into the coloring uh, of McDonald's meats, but it goes into Wendy's, and it certainly goes into Jack in the Box. So if they do it, you know, they're probably following uh, the trail of McDonald's. Well, I don't maybe eat Ma- I don't touch McDonald's burgers. I don't. T- I'm not going to touch McDonald's anything. I want to know: Is there an agency in the government that I can take a high-priced attorney to and go after McDonald's and shut them down? Is there any agency? Well, the top 
bad pun, the top dog uh, is the Food and Drug Administration, and that's who you have to go to. Um, secondly, there is an option that doesn't always work hand-in-hand hand with the FDA, and that is in Atlanta, the Center for Disease Controls. Oh, that'd be a good one. Okay, now there is a branch of the Center for Disease Controls that uh, monitors uh, food additives, uh, food colorings, and uh, uh, the general constitution of uh, uh, meats at the drive-ins. Um, and I don't know whether they're in Atlanta proper or they're uh, off somewhere else, but the CDC certainly is another avenue. What do you think, Randy? Which one? Because there's a lot of people in the world that are going to have access to great wealth. We don't get it all at once. We get it put mm-hmm. into trust funds and stuff like that. So, you know, don't come chasing us because you're not going to get a lot out of us. We're all going to be trust fund babies. And there's going to be probably in the U.S. alone over 100 million of us. So, uh, and you're, by the way, I've discussed crime with a lot of people, and the crime goes up where people can't feed themselves. And once once we're stabilized as a country, I don't think you're going to see anywhere near as much crime. And once we get the drug cartel members uh, <clears throat> on the other side of the border, I think you're going to see big crimes drop, too. And uh, I think you're going to really, within five years, I, mean, I think you're not even going to recognize this world. Because Gessera will have gone through, and Nessera will have gone through, and there will be a lot of stabilization going on. And what we're talking about in the food industry here, the um, the video that I watched after it, you guys, was really interesting. It was about the top five industries. And then there was another one after that that I was starting to watch. And a, a lot of these industries actually, as I mentioned earlier, they have to have some kind of sign of evil in them. And uh, I, I don't remember whether I mentioned before or as we're on air now, Timberlake Boots, for one, has a hanging tree as their symbol, but they've cut off the pictures of the the black people hanging on the tree, and they just have the tree itself. And then it turns out that that company was formed uh, by Ku Klux Klan members. So when you wear their boots, you're, whether you were aware of it or not, you're, ha- you're, you're a hanging person, and you, you may not like that once you hear about it, because I understand the boots are really great boots. So you could think it's cool, but it's actually the symbols that you're wearing on your feet when you're wearing those Timberlake boots is that of hanging black people at the early part of the 1900s. So one of the things that's been said is that you have to actually do something evil like that to be in the top, oh God, I I can't remember if it's 100 or top 1,000 companies that you actually have to have something that shows the Illuminati that you honor the devil. So you may want to start looking. And, of course, conspiracy theorists can find something in everything. I was looking at the Starbucks, <clears throat> at the, the Starbucks emblem this morning, and I actually think it's a clean emblem. Uh, but all the different stuff that's been attributed to Starbucks. So start looking around, because the fact is, <laughs> Randy, do you know what the insignia on a Maserati looks like? Yes, it looks like a pitchfork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think mm-hmm. it's the devil's pitchfork or the, or Neptune's pitchfork? I don't know, but I just I automatically shy back when I see a Maserati. It's actually uh, it's a it's a trident, people. It's not a pitchfork. It's a trident. Right. right. Totally different. 
but it okay. still has the reaction to me. It's like, I know about Neptune's trident, okay? But what I'm saying, Paul, there's something when I see that car drive by, it, it strikes um, evil in me. It, it does it every time. Isn't, that's so interesting that you use that word strike, because a few years ago, maybe you guys remember this, Maserati ran a commercial. I only ever saw it during the Super Bowl, <clears throat> and it was called Strike. And you can look it up on YouTube, and it was the most eerie, creepy, horrible uh, commercial I've ever... I mean, it made the hair stand up on my head. I mean, it was horrible, and it was um, it, it, it was supposedly about a Maserati, but yet it was about a takeover of the world, and it starts off with... We we um, yes no it's in, it's insane I'll I'll send it to you but it talks about how they just sit quietly and we just get fat and then at the end it says and then we strike and that happened oh my to god be, you just oh. yes and it happened to be the um the theme of the Super Bowl that year prepare strike prepare strike and it was just like so the whole thing was just eerie. You can look it up, Maserati Super Bowl Strike. And I'm telling you, it's going to creep you out. It was the. It means I'm already something. creeped out. I'm, I'm involuntarily yes. creeped out. I've been seeing more Maserati <laughs> commercials lately. Yeah. And I just mm-hmm. back up, Paul, whether it's a Trident or a Pitchfork, I back up. You know, and it's like, and it's a beautiful looking car. But I can't, it's like I can't even, I automatically, I can't get near it. So that's probably that is probably for them one of the emblems because that's there's something really as you said creepy about that and then I saw a short Maserati commercial on television I went these people are sick and I'm not even sure why so follow your gut instincts too or start to question what's going on maybe this is about questioning I definitely am not questioning about McDonald's one second longer after watching what I watched this morning for about a half an hour with all the evidence, the names of the, they even mentioned the names of the chemicals in the food, that's one. But we need to start looking around and seeing who's actually heading these companies and what they're actually up to. And I don't know what it's all about. I do know that I actually have gone after Henry's, uh, which then turned into Sprouts Market, and I actually have gone after Trader Joe's as well, too, talking to their district offices because there's different things that I saw. Well, it's a coincidence that you brought up McDonald's because recently uh, a film came out called The Founder, and it's about Ray Kroc and Michael Keaton plays mm-hmm. founder of McDonald's, the real founder versus the two gentlemen who originally started the chain. Did you actually I haven't see seen movie? it. But apparently, I understand it's a good movie, but it's, it's probably full be, of lies. It's supposed to be a good film, yeah. I, I think it's really not necessarily full of lies. I think what it is is full of omissions. There's a way of getting your way by omitting things. So <laughs> if somebody said, what's your recipe for a Big Mac, and you left out, um, the, oh, there's like wood chips and stuff in the, some of this food? Oh, my God. Go to my Twitter feed at Val Kirkgaard one I just posted it this morning. Watch this video, and it's like, oh, I was having trouble even getting happy and charming to get on the show because we like to be good energy. But I was so verified of my own experience and so disgusted 
I, what I was seeing. Are there anything else out there that you look at in the world, the two of you, that you question whether it's a good thing or not? Whether you wonder if it's an Illuminati company or if it's taking advantage of the people. It's hard to say that the Illuminati are involved in uh, the food industry. Uh, They may be involved in the food processing industry, not necessarily the procurement of the food, or possibly both. But uh, I don't know that uh, their tentacles extend to that degree. Well, we do know Monsanto has tentacles all over the place. I mean, that's certainly part of the food industry. We do. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. They're finding lots of drugs. <laughs> that was a, I love that one, too. If you feel drowsy after your meal at McDonald's, that's because they're using animals that have been tranquilized and things of that oh. nature to keep them calm, right? Awful. Mm-hmm. And um, chickens that have been packed in cages on top of each other, so there's a lot of antibiotics in the food, stuff like that. And uh, my roommate and I have been talking about the possibility of creating a restaurant uh, that's called the Soup Kitchen. Uh, and you attribute that to, you know, soup lines on the street. We want to make really good soups, and then we want to um, share what's left over with different homes and things like that. We want to create a community of uh, places where people can get good food, um, get the help that they need. I want to work with the Palisades Women's Club that's actually looking at building some housing in one of the canyons to bring people in uh, and off the streets so that they have a place to live and then we could create job trainings for them and things of that nature so you can have fun I mean Roger and I are going to have a lot of fun with the soup kitchen we were even talking about the possibility of serving a good margarita it looks like uh, it looks like the restaurants that that do the best with the uh, with the food or the Mexican restaurants and, and the one that's got the best margarita has got the most customers so You know, there's all kinds of ways of of playing with your dreams and having fun with them, but there's also a lot already happening, and when you reach out, you'd be surprised at how many communities are there reaching out to help you, too. So I'll never, 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 ever take a bag of hamburgers gotten at McDonald's to any place that I ever go, and I probably never will be quiet entirely about it. I'll just say I don't. I don't respect the products in that food. I'm not interested. You know, we don't have to bash people. We just we just pull away and say, can't eat your food, sorry. I'm glad you brought up the antibiotics, uh, but it's not just antibiotics. It's the hormones that are injected into the beef to make uh, them quickly and, and faster. So you've got hormones and antibiotics. Since I've got all of you on the phone right now, there is a publication. It's a book by a very, very uh, educated lady by the name of Ruth Winter. The book is called A Consumer's Dictionary of Food Additives. It It contains at least 12 thousand ingredients that are both harmful and desirable that you can find in your foods. I don't know, the, the, the latest edition I saw about a year and a half ago is not cheap. It's about $13 on Amazon. I'm not pushing Amazon, 
but it's called Paul, email me that. If you email me that, the name of that book, what I'll do is I'll put it, and if you do that today, sure. I will then put the name of that book into the card that we send out um, announcing the program for next week. Because we record in Albuquerque on Saturdays, and then the following week our program plays on Voice America. And I can put the name of that book in there so everybody can actually go over to the website sure. and see it. Sure. So that'd be good. I will we do can that. do that yeah. for you. And we Absolutely. will. Absolutely. And while we're on doing something for you, I want to point out the fact that Mary Letts actually sent in a, a request for the Thousand Dong note, which I said I would send, and that will be going out this week, Mary. And I was surprised when I said I had 19 of them to, or 20 of them to give away, and Mary uh, claimed hers, okay? But then I found out that she did it through the help of Ron. For some reason, Val at Waking Up in America wasn't working. So send me an email at customerservice at codingcompany.com. We'll and do it the moment we sign off. You'll have <laughs> you can do that. Uh, and and uh, coning is spelled C-O-N-I-N-G. So it's customerservice at C-O-N-I-N-G.com saying, I'd like one of those notes, please. My name your um, and your address and make sure that that's complete because people will send me those sometimes and then forget to tell me where to send it because I got 19 of them left and that didn't make any sense to me until I read Mary's letter saying that she couldn't get through on the other on the other email so um, I've still got 19 and as a, a note on all of that uh, we're, we're, we got our fingers crossed it'll be happening by the 21st so you, you'll, on those notes you'll get at least 2 to 1 which means that a thousand uh, dong note will actually give you two thousand dollars at the bank, and I couldn't think of a bunch of better people to be giving it to. So do take advantage of this. And uh, <laughs> Randy's move, Paul's on fire. I'm on fire. My world is changing dramatically. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting a um, on the healthy side of things. I'm getting a cataract removed from my left eye um, in about a week, and I'm very excited about that because if I hadn't gone on this, if I hadn't been scared by cancer and created the Happily 200 webpage that I have, I would just consider myself getting old. Now what's happening in, I'm being exposed to the good stuff right now. I'm being exposed to the fact that they actually put a new lens in my left eye. Like, I will, it was really funny. I laughed when he said it. He said, even if you live to be more than 100 years old, your lens will never deteriorate. You'll have perfect vision. And I said, what if I live to be 200? He says, yeah, it will last there too. So it looks like I'm reconstructing myself for the purpose of, um, you know, having a healthier, healthier, happier life. And that's what we're doing here. If, if we let you know where the poison lies. You don't have to go eat rat poison unless you have a death wish, you know? Paul's going to give us the book title. I'm going to put it out for you. And you can stay away from, from these people. We, I, I just want to take down... I don't want to take everybody down. <clears throat> I want to take McDonald's down because they're so blatantly um, successful in their, in their endeavor. Uh, other people, when we start to claim good food, they're going to change for good food because they're going to want your business. 
And if you guys have gone onto the um, Internet and over to eBay and bought yourself any of that money over there, you, you don't have to be poor anymore. And even if you didn't go over there, even if you didn't know about it, Gesera and Nesera will help you. Randy, comment. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody should be, if there's 19 left, 19 people should be sending you messages. That's number one on that. No, 100 and of you should be sending messages. And that's true. Well, and then we'll find are gonna more get lucky. for you. <laughs> but I was thinking just on the conversations that we're having, uh, when I first met you, you were a screaming triathlete. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I know that mm-hmm. the triathlete's been kind of like pooped out. But now you Well, that marathon did it, you know? <laughs> I once, know that marathon. Once, once I did the Miami Marathon in 2015, I was, you know, it was off the list. I was good with that. And I had done enough of the mud runs that <laughs> I, I feel like I, I accomplished those now, too. So um, once I move into the new place, I am 49 now, so I was 47. First marathon. <laughs> it was at um, the risk of giving my pseudonym away. You have on the telephone with you a Los Angeles Marathon legacy runner. That means that Paul the Plumber has run every LA Marathon since the first wow. one. Number yeah. thirty, number thirty-two is coming up on March nineteenth, uh, and I haven't been able to train because of. Uh, work and, mm-hmm. and personal issues. I did my first training run yesterday. I've got 14 days to get ready. <laughs> oh, boy. Worldwide. Oh, so well, so the amazing exciting. thing is there are 152 left worldwide who have run every L.A. marathon. And guess what, ladies? They're mostly women because the men are dying off. Really? Mm. Okay. Well, my daughter uh, has run the L.A. Marathon like three times, and I was sitting next to her last night, and you know what? She runs all the time, and she's 50, 53 now. <laughs> the, the, youngest, uh, the youngest runner, um, I helped to organize the first L.A. Marathon, and it started in 1986. And we had uh, a rule that uh, the uh, marathoners could not be less than 17 years of age. Uh, Why not? Uh, age issues. Seems to me if a kid 15 can run the marathon, they should be able to run the marathon. What, you, what, what would it be? Is it because their bodies aren't done, aren't fully formed yet and they're still in the growth process, what would it be? I think we lost Paul. <laughs> we may have. Hey, just a real quick change of subject. The top story on Drudge today, Obama yeah. put wiretaps in Trump Tower. He bugged, yeah. Obama bugged Trump. Did you see that? Yeah, I did actually. I laughed. I thought, oh my God, does it ever end? Does it ever end? See, what I like to do with the program is I like to expose something uh, mm-hmm. in the beginning, like the food industry, okay? Particularly, I'm after McDonald's because I think it's just egregious. But once you get the garbage cleaned out of your system, 
then you can do stuff like run marathons and start to celebrate and get into the vitality of your body. And at this point, mm-hmm. if you, when I first read it, I went, oh, God, right? And at this mm-hmm. point, when I hear it, I said, so are we surprised? It's like, can you feel the energy change? Can you feel the shift in the show when we started oh, yeah. talking about, uh, about that? And that's how life is. You clean out the garbage bin. You don't sit in the kitchen or you sit in the middle of your dining room, dining room with the food stinking in, in, in your I'm back. Bed. Yes, you are. We were just talking, uh, Paul. Apologies. I, I got dumped by my questionable uh, phone service provider. Yes, One yes, of the big yes. three. Yeah, well, we're not going to spend a moment on them because we've already done enough dirt this morning. Uh, <laughs> so, look at the possibility. Now, oh, the, the, I, I found out yes, day before yesterday about something that I've been waiting to tell you about. You know how human, hor- hor- human growth hormone has its issues, uh, the synthetic stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah HGH. Yeah, it has issues, okay? Well, guess what? This month, uh, natural human growth hormone has come out, and one of my friends put her husband on it. He's got to be in his 80s or early 90s or something like that, and the guy was sleeping all the time. Uh, and then she was talking to me on the phones, and, she, and it was in the morning, and she goes, somebody's behind me. And I said, and she goes, who was that? And she goes, it's Bob. I said, what's why wouldn't Bob be behind you? She said, because he sleeps all the time. Now that he's taking this growth hormone, he's like all over the place. <laughs> so All over as in how? As in he how. just walked up. I mean, first of all, nobody's ever used to having Bob up at that time. So when she heard him in the house, she was just like so startled because it was one of the effects of the growth hormone beginning to take hold of Bob. It's like, oh, my God. You know, this guy that's been like Lazarus for years now is up and walking around, and it's been less than a month that he's been on the product, and it's natural. So, of course, mm-hmm. I'm getting some, and um, I'll let you know more about it. I was just talking to her last night about it, and it doesn't have any of the side effects. The, there's a lot of concern among um, medical doctors because I guess, Paul, maybe you know, uh, or you've had, heard the conversation, it causes things to grow more, like it could cause cancer to grow or uh, prostate issues or whatever, the side effects of the synthetics? Uh, I really don't know too much. <clears throat> there, is a, there is a product that's uh, widely advertised uh, on TV commercials that is not human growth hormone per se, but it stimulates the pituitary gland, which produces HGH, right. into, into producing uh, more HGH naturally. Yes, uh, yes, yes. One uh, of the big users, uh, it's, a, it's a good product. One of the big users uh, is a friend of mine. Uh, his name happens to be Pat Boone. And uh, he is in his late 70s, uh, possibly early 80s, and looks absolutely remarkable. So uh, I've seen him on the TV commercials, I think, once or twice. I haven't seen him recently on the commercial, but it's the product that stimulates the production of HGH. Uh, I'm not so sure that it does anything for men's prostate health. No, it doesn't. It isn't about prostate health. It's that the the synthetic one actually harms men's prostate health. 
and and it causes uh, in some people cancer growth. Well, you have to you have to be careful, yeah, because some of the products definitely cause prostate cancer. So this does not, okay, and that's what I'm telling you. And not only that, when you said Pat Boone was your good friend, I was looking at Pat Boone telling off Meryl Streep last week. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a video on her, on him talking to her about um, the inappropriateness of her behavior at the Golden Is it just a video of him talking to his own camera, or is he actually physically in the same room? There's a picture of her, and there's a picture of him, and then there's what he pretty much what he said to her Mm -hmm. about, I don't remember the exact words or stuff, but he basically just told her it was inappropriate. That was the big message. And I I haven't seen Pat Boone in years, and I thought he actually looked pretty good. So when you're saying this, Paul, I'm going, hmm. And the other thing, I'm flashing back to the... were you alive, Grandy, when he was a big hit? Pat Boone? Pat Boone? Yes. Yes. Did you, have white, buck, did you have white buck shoes? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what that okay, is. Okay, well, you maybe had to not. have white buck shoes, and you had to powder okay. them, and you had to go around in your little powder thing and powder the white buck I, shoes. Are they saddle shoes? I had white and then yeah. black in the middle. Yeah, I had saddle yeah. shoes, and I loved them. Um, they were the cutest But they were suede ever. or something like that, so you had to keep powdering mm-hmm. them with the white. So, Paul, yes. I think you should invite... Um, I think you should invite Pat to join us for a show. Yes. That'd be fun. He mm-hmm. had, he he's a very moral man, and I always yes. liked that about him. I for for years and years and years and years. He's and he's there's. I don't think there's a has anybody ever found a mean bone in his body. I don't think uh, his body has any. I don't. Think <laughs> he's he's one of the purest. You know I. I, I might think that about something and then find out something terrible, but Pat Boone has always struck me as uh, a, a pure representation of spirit. Uh, you're right, you're right. Uh, I didn't uh, grow up in the Pat Boone era because I wasn't here in the United States at the time, but eventually when I learned English, uh, I realized how charming his songs were, you know, and uh, I did see him in a movie or two. I think April Love was one of them, and that oh, was one I of forgot that. That was one of his songs. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So we can go for we clean out our systems. We clean the 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 scammers, the the advent, advantage takers out of that our systems, and we do that. We actually honor the women that are are rioting right now. We honor them, but we redirect them because it isn't about Trump. It's about the condition of human beings in the world in general. And we're behind women and men and people of color and all of those things having great lives. And we're here to see that that happens. And I'm, I'm glad that the women are out on the streets. I haven't seen anything like this since the 1970s, and I'm very pleased to see this. I'm very pleased to have been a, a part of the women's movement and the assistant coordinator with Gloria Allred of... Uh, Los Angeles now. I'm glad to see that women are questioning and alive, and I just can't wait for these these cheats and liars and manipulators to be exposed. And frankly, I don't know what should be done with them. <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps you guys have some ideas. What do you do? Can you just just putting them in prison? I actually heard that that there's a possibility 
that um, we have a relationship with extraterrestrials. I was watching a video on Eisenhower having met extraterrestrials like on three different occasions, General Eisenhower, President Eisenhower. So obviously that knowledge has been going on. So even though I get a little speculative when I hear that some of those people have actually been sent off the planet, I celebrate it because I don't think there's any room for them here. If Even if George Soros recanted, I wouldn't buy it. You know? Right. Well, I have I I don't know anything about that, but if I go back to the the other part of the conversation, I'm thinking prison is pretty fitting. Because they have absolutely tortured the people for how many years now by squeezing regulation and, you know, they're destroying our water, they're destroying our air, they're destroying our food. And this is all this is all, this is happening because they allowed it. They welcomed it. So, well, they did. Um, they, it was Codus Elementarius. And Codus Elementarius, I believe, was 1869, and Bill Gates was part of the decision, and it was to reduce the population of the planet to 500 million. <laughs> For what? Seven plus billion? And that's what mm-hmm. um, Inferno is, is all about. Uh, Tom Hanks's movie and Diane Brown's book is all about reducing the population of the planet. So... It's not like this happened accidentally, or it's not like this happened um, just economically. This happened as a a slow murder, you know. We Mm -hmm. don't have to. We don't have to drink the Kool Aid. We don't have to do that. We. we, Everybody loves McDonald's hamburgers because they taste so good, right? Or whatever it is, they've done that. But at the same time, if you're putting antifreeze in something, it's not an economic issue. It's part of the. No, it's criminal. Yeah, it's criminal. But I, I just, prison seems too simple. And they'll fight know. it and drag it out. I mean, I don't Yeah. Know. So what would you suggest, Paul, if you were, if you were, if you were sitting on the um, Supreme Court bench and you could do anything that you wanted to do with these people that perhaps some of them could transform? I don't know. It doesn't seem to me like prison is the answer. If you were the judge, what would you do? And you could recommend anything. Oh, well, in terms of supporting the women's movement, I've never forgotten a meeting uh, that I had accidentally when I was working for a major aerospace company. And one of the engineers uh, was a lovely blonde lady and. Um, I ran into her, and she was in tears. I ran into her in the halls, and she was doing superb, excellent engineering work on the Apollo program and was being paid 30% less than the intern that had just been brought in. So equal pay for equal work still has a long way to go. Uh, for women, and uh, definitely, you know, in the medical industry, the uh, the issue of uh, women's abortion rights. I'm a pro-life person, but uh, at the same time, the whole abortion uh, issue has been totally mishandled because there are women out there who genuinely need prenatal assistance, and it's not being provided adequately. And I think the third item, I'm hopeful that Trump is going to be able to do it, and that is family leave, uh, you know, for women who are in the workplace. Uh, They should receive 
paid fan belief, and you know, of course, that's that's a missing item. So, those are those are three areas for women. But the fourth area, of course, is uh, what I call breast torture, and and that is what is done uh, to women who are subjected to unnecessary mastectomies because of the epidemic of mastectomy surgeries, you know, as a failed attempt to cure breast cancer. That has to be stopped. We have better ways to do it than radical mastectomies, and that is a problem that really hasn't been addressed adequately in the news, but it's still going on. So I would address those four items as far as the ladies are concerned. What about the criminals that I, I, I mean, do you, wouldn't it, I kind of like the idea of a prison planet. I kind of like the idea of not having to spend the space and the time and the energy of having little pockets of criminals stored at different places on the earth. So if that's really possible, I would like to get behind that. I also saw a video where, <laughs> an offer where we could fly on, we we could fly on, on a spaceship. I think Richard Branson is well, them getting for eight hundred eighty million dollars. We can get a seat on the spaceship. As as a fan, I learned partly um, the English language by reading science fiction books and books of collective fairy tales. And there are several science fiction stories about that theme. You put all the criminals on ships, and they get dumped onto free prison planets. They're prison planets, but they can roam free and do whatever they want. Uh, two of the authors that come to mind were Clifford D. Simak, S-I-M-A-K, and I think Frederick Pohl, P-O-H-L. And I think they wrote about pr prison planets. But unfortunately, our ships aren't big enough to be able to handle <laughs> the load of criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Randy, what do you think about this? Uh, you know, I, I've seen some of the Superman movies, and they have them like in cubes or something like that. I know it sounds familiar, right? So yeah, I'm I'm, kind of like, I'm like, but what if they somehow manage to conspire against us and escape and come back? I don't. I want them gone. I I mean, I believe in biblical biblical ways. Eradicate the evil. Er, eradicate the scourge, and you know, it's gonna. I can't do that. Military could round them up. You know, the president could give that order. I mean, we're just so darn politically correct. And, you know, at some point, there is other countries that would just do this. And where is the good leader somewhere in this world that just runs a really good country? And I think Trump could do it, but he's got to do something about all the enemies from within. He's got to do it. He's got to do something. Well, the one I know, one country in the world that I think is being run uh, well, they actually teach their children peace, how to be peaceful when they're in school. That country, you may remember it, Randy, has had one murder in that country for um, probably the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Was it Iceland? country that is? Yeah, Iceland. Yeah. And that's where Jerry Seinfeld always takes his shows because he wants the audience in Iceland to um, watch your shows and give them critiques because he says they're the most intelligent people on earth. I'd like an Iceland that's just a little warmer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes. Could we, could we create that? And Iceland didn't have to clean up these huge messes that we've got. Iceland did clean up the bankers. Do you know what they did? 
What? They arrested him. They put him in jail, and then they sold their property and gave it back to the, the money back to the people that they'd taken it from. Mm-hmm. That's what Iceland did. Now, yeah. I, I, Paul, maybe you know, I, th- I think I heard that Switzerland was doing something like that, or maybe Ireland. I hear that there's a couple of other countries that are on that track. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, the only one I can think of is Switzerland, but you know, to go back to the the idea of a spaceship being sent to prison planet, uh, we had a paradigm for that. They were known as penal colonies. Uh, Australia had one, and the French had one. It was known as Devil's Island, and the worst well, criminals good. were sent to Devil's Island. You might remember a film uh, with uh, Steve McQueen and The Graduate about their escape or attempted escape from a French penal colony, Devil's Island. But uh, it, it was it was tested, and they were known as penal colonies. And as far as I know, there are still some around. <laughs> well, this is good. Hey, you guys, we're almost out of show here. But one of the things, the, one of the things that we want you to know is that the world is changing. It's changing in the right direction, and there'll be there'll be things revealed as we go along. And uh, please tell your friends and neighbors to, um, if unless they're suicidal, then they're welcome to go over to McDonald's and eat. But otherwise, uh, not a good idea. And I wouldn't even let their children play in the field there because the sniff of rough. <laughs> Oh, gosh, dirt-filled hamburgers from McDonald's made to taste good just might lure your kids, and you don't want them attached to that stuff at all. It's time for us to start squeezing our orange, our own orange juice, um, making our own bread, and saying, um, you know, I'm creating a healthy life for myself. And we have a lot of great people that have been on Waking Up in America and those people um, range anywhere from Tippy Hedren to Ed Asner to, oh, Shalene Nightingale. I'm just picking some people out of the list that pop forward. These people have are, are with you. We support you. We've been supporting you for 30 years, and we will continue to support you for probably another 50, 100 years at the rate we're going with all the stuff we're discovering. Because I'm going to stick around to enjoy all this money, me, and I'm not conking out right now. And I want to thank you for listening. And I want to thank Paul and Randy for being here. And honest to God, folks, we just love you. And Four words. Be here with you. <laughs> Read your food labels. There you yes. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So until next week, um, have fun. And you're not crazy anymore. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through, now your heart is open. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 